Hey, friends, welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Keith Urban will be in later. Pretty pumped about that. He's going to bring his guitar and play. So uh, right now, Scuba Steve is setting up his fancy microphone. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so fancy. I read a couple stories this morning I wanted to start with. Uh, a mom went into panic when she thought she saw a huge hole in the roof of her baby's mouth. Her name is Becky Styles. She didn't know what it was. She just knew that she saw a big hole up there. She has a 10-month-old baby. She takes it to the emergency room, and the nurse looks in her mouth. She's like, please help, please help. And it was a sticker. Oh. On top of the mouth. Mm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. She was changing the diaper. She was horrified by this big, dark hole in the mouth. She tried to touch it, but the baby screamed at her. The dad looked, and so she, then away she went to the hospital, and it was a, it was a little sticker up there oh. somehow that got in the baby's <laughs> mouth. I mean, yeah. That's definitely one where you're like, man, I guess maybe we should have touched it. One time, I my car was really messed up. And I remember being on the side of the road in Austin. And I was like, I don't, I don't know anything about cars. And so I could not get the thing to start. And I was like, oh, man. So it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I had I called like AAA or, or some sort, that, that kind of service. And the guy comes. And he's like, all right. He, he looked under the hood. He was like, dang, okay. He couldn't, he couldn't figure it out either. And I felt kind of justified that... Something happened that I couldn't figure out, but also a smart car guy couldn't figure out. And I remember, I'm like, boom, putting the hood back down and going, like, dang, I don't even know. He gets in the car and he sits and he goes, oh, and he puts it in, in, in park. Oh my goodness! I try to start it and drive. Oh my goodness! Oh, it'll just sit there and drive. It won't start. It won't start. Oh. You got to put it in park, and it wouldn't start. <laughs> and the guy, and I was like, the car won't start. I'm, I'm broken down the side of the road. I guess I was on, a, on the side of the road, but in a parking lot. And then the guy was like, yeah, here's why. It's the baby situation. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I was like this, I'm such an idiot. The mom had to be like, I'm such an idiot. But also relieved because I was relieved too that I have to pay a big bill. Yeah. I had to pay like the 100 bucks that he came out to. But it wasn't, you know, a new transmission that I thought I was going to have to put in my car. Right. Uh, worries over a fuel shortage. Th- those are happening all over America right now. But here's a, a line. And here's a woman trying to cut the line. And here's a fist fight. Honda CRV. Tried to get in, honked the horn. The male driver hopped out of his car, spit at her. Oh. Mm, and then away they go. Fist fight it is. And oh, you know, gosh. every phone was coming out of every car. Just holding it up. <laughs> of course. Like a concert. At least they got some entertainment while they were waiting for gas. I don't know. I'm not comfortable with fights. Like Lunchbox likes to watch fights. Love it. it to me, that is, that's not entertainment. I'm like, oh, please stop. Please stop. Please stop. I, I guess I haven't really ever seen one. <laughs> you ever seen a fight in public ever? Oh, you haven't? Ever? No, oh. not really. You need to really. get out more, Amy. No. Lunchbox will be over there during a commercial break being like, oh, watch this fight. Yeah, he Googles <laughs> fights. I try to find fights. Hey. He, he likes the ones where they get knocked out. I'm like, oh, I can't watch that. I mean, but Me it's entertaining. Either. Look, we talk about fights because they're entertaining. No, we don't talk about fights. Oh. We talk about the gas situation and how dumb people are getting because they don't want to wait in line for gas. That's what, what it is. What did you do years ago? It was before I was even on the show, so probably over 15 years ago. Like, y'all gave away free gas, but when people came to get it, you gave them a can of beans or something? Oh, yeah. 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 A <laughs> long time ago. It was, that's like 10 years ago. <laughs> gas no, prices. Was, no, Bobby, I'm telling you, it was over 15 years ago. Oh, that's ago. true. I forget how long I've been here. <laughs> yeah. It Ten. was over 15 years ago, yeah. and we were, gas was extremely high. We are like, we're going to give away free gas. Oh, oh we're God. such idiots. Jerks. I haven't thought about this forever. It was great. I still have the can of beans. And we, I put logos on all the cans of beans, and the people would go, here's your free gas, and it's beans. <laughs> the Bobby Bone Show logo. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, you weren't lying. You gave them gas. I mean, the for some was, reason, oh. people didn't hate us after that because I would have hated us after that. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you remember that. Were you in line? Were you? No, I wasn't in line, but I, I, I was a listener or I, at 
that's how I heard it. I Another think- one we did was Lunchbox had, had been training to uh, jump the station van in a four-wheeler. <laughs> what? Well, and so we had everybody, and he, he was ready to make the big jump because he had been on the four-wheeler a little bit. But he was like, I'll make the big jump. We built a ramp. Oh, boy. And we parked the station van like a little bit past the ramp, and he was going to jump the station van. And there were hundreds of people out there to watch him jump the station van. Like evil Knievel. Yeah, that was that was it. <laughs> and so he so he gets in and then he gets a four-wheeler and he goes up to the ramp. He's flying up to the ramp and then he stops and then he gets out and puts jumper cables on the and okay. then jumps the station van. Right. Thank Boom. you very much. We'll be here all week, everybody. <laughs> jumps okay, the van. And, and people were like, what is happening here? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> bunch of frauds. Did you know that one? Yes, I remember that one too. Were you on the show then? <laughs> Mm-mm, no. That was before. That was part of the 12 days of Christmas. There you go. It's now time for a Friday edition of The Mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I have a friend who is in his early 30s and has never had a real girlfriend, and I know he's looking. However, I notice when we grab dinner, he chews wicked loud, smacks his lips, Slurps all drinks, hot or cold. He's actively looking for dates, but I feel as though his manners would completely turn a woman off. I'm a good amount younger than him, but have been in several relationships, and I feel like I could give him some advice in this area, but don't know how to do it without hurting his feelings. What's your advice? Signed, Downey. I'm also going to assume that Downey's from Boston. Hey, Downey. Well, no, because he oh. said he chews wicked loud. Oh. <laughs> wicked. That's true. Wicked loud. Good look for context clues that. in these emails. Amy, I'll let you take this one first. What do you think? I mean, I think it's okay to bring it up. Like, it's something that he would like to be aware of, I think. Maybe no one's ever taken the time to tell him. And it's probably annoying other people. So you're doing him a favor, but you can do it in a gentle, kind way. I think you do it like this. Hey, man, what's the deal? Are you trying to... You, you're trying to get a girlfriend, you're dating. That's how you kind of walk into the swamp a little bit. Just one step at a time. Yeah, things haven't been going very well. Let me help you. Mm. Like, I failed enough times that I can at least give you a little bit of advice. All right, well, what do you, well first of all, then you just have to go right at it. But like when you're eating, you got to stop chewing and slurping. It'll sting a second, but it's like a shot. You need that shot. Feel better. Like a steroid shot whenever you're really sick. Or when I have to go get yeah, my, yeah. my throat's gone. I got to take a shot in order to go on stage and perform that night. Ow, it hurts for a second, but then I just feel a lot better afterward. It's like that. He's like, oh, I didn't know that. It may get a little defensive for a second, but I'm going to tell you what, he's going to take it back home with him, and next time he eats, he's going to chew and slurp, spit a little less. But I think that's how you get into it. You can't just elbow and be like, yo, you're disgusting when you eat. It's like, hey, what's the deal? Like, Are you on apps? Are you trying to date anybody? And that's how you get to it. And just be ready to pop him with that shot real quick. That's what I'd say to you. That's, that's what I'd say to you. But it is tough when someone chews with their mouth open. I don't care how hot she is. It was never going to happen. Ever. What if she could fix it? Well, I need her friend Downey to go help her. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, there there are certain things that are just gross, and I can't see anyone getting passed on a first date. Mm. I tell my boys this all the time. It's part of a learning process of just, like, whenever they're smacking or chewing with their mouth open, I'm like, all right. Stop. We're doing first date scenario. First date, you got the hottest girl in class. You're on a date with her right now. Is this how you're going to eat? You do first date scenarios with your seven-year-old? With seven-year-old and six-year-old and my 13-year-old. And you say hottest girl in class? Oh, yeah. I got to give them the scenario of like, look, you got the shot to date the hottest girl in class and you're struggling with that bottle opener? What What are you going to do? Like, now you you can't op- open a bottle? She's going to leave you. So you're teaching them how to open a bottle of wine? 
No, 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 like a, a bottle of like a Coke or oh. something. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not wine. <laughs> Boys is a corkscrew. That's, like, that's what I thought. I was like getting them ready for that first date scenario. I did get and uh, I was told to stop doing what I was doing the other day at the dinner table. Which was? Well, we went out to eat and I ordered this pork thing. And I am, I make fun of this guy for eating sloppily. I do too, but I don't cut meat for the most part. I take the fork and I put it in the whole thing and then I lift it up and I eat it from the fork. So does Tashira. Yeah, and we were at a pretty nice restaurant. Ken's like, you can't do this. She's like, you can do it at the house. Yeah. But what are you doing? You're picking the whole thing up with your fork and just eating around it like it's a lollipop. That was her her literal word. Yeah, you're a 14-year-old. That's what my No, I'm do. I'm an adult who just lives his life his way. <laughs> I start fighting for the guy who's sloppy now in the email. I think that's a conversation you can have, Downey. Thank you for emailing that. I think you just have to walk up to it rather than sprint to it. Walk yeah. him to it. It's going to sting him for a second, but if you really care about him, that will help him. There you go. Thank you for that email. Morgan, if they want to email the show, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. There it is. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Bobby Bone Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dustin Lynch released a collaboration with Chris Lane. The song is called Tequila on a Boat. A lake on fire and the tans ain't fake. A girl with a smile smiling at me. Me with my eyes on her in the heat. It got taken care of the weather. Life don't get much better than I see a cup. A cup on my lips. Still another kiss and take another sip. A tequila on a boat. Travis Denning released a new song called Call It Country. We keep that needle in the red on that hell-raising meter. Crank that Charlie Daniels out them Ford and Chevy speakers. Throw it down in this part of town. Ain't afraid to get money. Yeah, call it what you want to. We just call it country. Maddie and Tay dropped a new song called Mood Ring. The way you hold me tight, then let me go. I'm trying to wear it. out today, Alan Jackson has a new album called Where Have You Gone? And Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots released a new project called Award Winning EP. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There was a family in New York. This four-year-old's playing in the backyard and he looks at the neighbor's house and sees it's caught on fire and he yells, Mama, mama, call the firemen, call the firemen. And she's like, whoa. So she calls 911. Then she runs next door and starts banging on the door, says, your house is on fire, your house is on fire. And the lady was able to get her one-year-old, three dogs, husband, and her out of the house safely. Because that little kid saw it and yelled it. Yep, said, call the firemen. Mama, mama, call the firemen. I mean, you you do an impression like you actually heard the kid. I mean, that's what a four-year-old probably sounds like. Mama, mama, call the fireman. <laughs> and from like the 40s, though, it's kind of like mama, that old, mama. yeah. Get your paper news of the day right here. And you want to know the name of the kid? His mom wants him to remain anonymous. Oh. Well, yeah, because he's a kid. He's yeah. a kid, yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. safe. Probably better that way. But if he was, Lunchbox was this kid, he'd Oh, uh, If that was my name kid, everywhere. his name would be all over the news because people would be sending him stuff. Then what's your kid's name? I'm not telling you that. Uh-huh, <laughs> exactly. He has to do something first. <laughs> all right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's now time to see if anyone can take down the queen of fun facts. And that's Amy. There she is. Amy, yeah. Today. Friday. All right, fun fact Friday. 
Amy's got her list. Her challenger today will be Raymundo. Yeah! Can so, he take down the queen of fun facts? Since he was the winner, I guess, does he go first? The last? No, you're the champ. Okay. You will be taking on everybody all the time. All right. You are armed with the most fun facts. Can anyone take her down? Ready. Number five. So don't try this one out at home or anything, but newborn babies can't drown because their windpipes close in response to being submerged. I guess around the six-month mark, this disappears. But for a newborn, they can't drown. You're telling me Mm -hmm. that a newborn baby, if dunked in the water as a newborn, will not drown because they can't take water in their air hole. How do you think they shot the Nirvana album cover with a baby swimming? That's not true. That's exactly what that was. I saw a whole documentary on this, Bones, with moms going to the pool and letting their babies swim underwater for like 10 minutes. No way. Bonus fun fact. That's unbelievable. I had never heard of such things. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I would never do that, though. No. And please do <laughs> oh, not yeah, try this. Oh, yeah, you did say don't try I it said, Yes, please do not test this out at home with your newborn. That is wild. Just Google it. You don't have to That's test it. That's how they it. did the Nirvana naked baby That's on exactly the- exactly how they did it. Yeah. Okay, Raymundo, you're up. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there are no lakes in Maryland. Maryland is the only state in the United States with no natural lakes within its borders. So don't go there to have a lake day. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It's interesting. (laughs) Yours is tough, Amy. That's tough to beat. Um, Eddie? Amy's the champ. Morgan? Amy's got it. Yeah, Amy's got that one. Hey, Ray, did you strategize? I know you weren't going to beat that one, so use your worst one. Definitely did that, yes. Okay, good. I like that. That's a good strategy there. There is a strategy to this. All right, here we go. Number four. Okay, when the IRS auctioned off Willie Nelson's assets in 1991, his fans bought the items and then gave them back to Willie. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and I've seen where he holds all that stuff. It's, it's like in a, in a room that he has on his ranch. So you're telling me yeah. that his fans saw this, bought it, combined their money, and then gave it back to Willie. Exactly. Huh. I knew he was in trouble. <laughs> the, yeah. I didn't know that his fans were that cool to him like that, though. That's pretty cool. Raymundo, can you beat that? Shaking ketchup makes it a thousand times thinner. Apparently, the spherical tomato particles form into thinner ellipses when shaken, and that's the only way you can get it thinner is when you shake them. Eddie? Willie. Morgan? <laughs> Willie. You use too many big words, Ray. He probably had us if he'd go, squishy ketchup, go puffy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the key. You know, fun words. Uh, Amy with two points now. One more, Amy. You clinch. Okay. All right, here we go. Number three. So the term winning something, hands down, it came from horse racing. Pretty much a jockey who is so far ahead and is in the lead, they can loosen the reins and keep your hands down. So it's like, oh, you're winning, hands down. So you're riding, your hands are up. Yeah. But when it's over, you can just let, let it let Well, the once down. you're in the lead enough, like you're winning, hands down. That means you're so oh, far wow. ahead, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and that the saying came from jockeys releasing the reins and their hands being down and they win. That's pretty fun. Ray? A bullet from a sniper will actually hit its target before you even hear the gun. So that's pretty scary right there. <laughs> I mean, uh. I can give you guys the speeds, but I mean, you guys didn't like details and stuff like that. (laughs) The speed of sound is 343 meters a second. A bullet fired is 762 meters a second. So that's the reason why it is like that. Eddie? Oh, man, this is tough. I'm going to have to go with uh, the horse racing, hands down. It's pretty cool. Morgan? (laughs) I don't know. Neither one was like super fun. Um, I do like the hands down because, yeah, yeah, horses. Okay, Amy. 
Amy, you, you hit three in a row. Wow. Wow. So she's going to be the champ. Raymundo, I'm sorry you couldn't beat the Queen of Fun Facts this week. Okay. Thank Amy, you guys for listening to them. You're welcome. Let's, Amy, let's let's walk you out with your number two and number one. Here okay. Number two. So uh, back, uh, my mom used to juice a lot, and she would juice carrots, and she would her skin would turn a little bit orange. It was crazy. Well, get this. Flamingos turn pink due to their sheer amount of shrimp they consume. <laughs> <laughs> I thought flamingos were just naturally pink, but it's like because they're just eating shrimp all the time. Can Ray come back in? <laughs> Ray, what, Wait, that's good. I think it's very fun. What would you have done, Ray, in that spot? Yeah, so the animal that kids love at the zoo is the duck-billed platypus. <laughs> <laughs> well. I thought he was going to say flamingo. Be careful because the duck-billed platypus has poison glands in its hind legs. It's not deadly, but the sting is said to be really painful, so don't grab the platypus at the zoo. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> is it possible Eddie. Amy sweeps all five? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Eddie? Uh, I, I like the platypus on that. Okay, I'm going, I'm going Amy. I'm okay. not going to... Well, I think we learned our lesson we can't give somebody a pity win. <laughs> so I'm going to go Amy. Oh, yeah, definitely Amy. Flamingos. Okay, let's, let's go number one. <laughs> I don't know how, quote unquote, fun this is, but it for sure is interesting. So in 1939, Adolf Hitler was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Can you imagine him winning that? This is not fun. But listen, peaceful. But the prize ended up not being awarded to anyone that year because World War II broke out, you know, because of Hitler. Ray, you can just go, today is Friday and win this point. (laughs) I thought I'd throw him a bone. You just go, hey, today is Friday and that's it. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you guys knew this, but <laughs> today is Friday. Hey! Hey! It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. We go with Ray on yeah, that Ray one. On nice that job, one. Ray. Yeah. Amy, you are the champion. Four to one. She is the queen of fun fact. Hey! We'll see if anybody can take her on next week. Nice job. Voicemail one is Angie from Virginia. Here you go. Hey, Bobby, good morning, studio. Normally, I'd be listening to the show while I'm at work, but this past weekend, my boss took away our privileges because of something that somebody else did. Now, I'm just listening to your show, and every day I can't wait until I can get home and go listen to the podcast. Thank you for everything y'all do. I love you all. All right, have a great day. wonder what somebody else did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get that boss on the phone, Scoop Steve. We don't even know where she works. Just get a boss on the phone. Uh, let's go to Hugo, voicemail number two. Hey, Bobby. Uh, want to say hello and congratulate my son, graduating from A&M. I know that Amy's alma mater, and he's also being commissioned with the United States Navy as an instant. He is making me, his mother, his sister proud. We all have served following family tradition, and I just want to congratulate him and tell him I'm very proud of him. That's great. That's awesome. Love Woo. that. Yeah, shout out. And finally, here's one more. Morning, studio. Person with insomnia here in Kansas. Been up for hours just waiting for your show to start. So I'm just giving you a shout out to say I am anxious for the start time. Can't wait. Can't miss it. It keeps me going. Isn't that the worst when you're, you just can't go back to sleep? And you're like, well, might as well wait for the day to start. And you're an hour and a half, two hours yes. away from oh. the day to start. It's the worst. Because you know you're going to be exhausted. And you're just sitting there going, all right, can't wait for these infomercials to be over. So, you know, because for me, I, I like the morning news. And sometimes it's that weird news. It's a weird overnight news anchors I've never seen before. And I'm like, all right, infomercials and weird anchors. I'm ready to get out of this. All right, that's what's up with the voicemails. You guys can call us anytime we're not on the air and leave us a voicemail. The Bible Show. Here's-
Here's Amy's pile of stories. More and more women are getting guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's a thing. Like a survey was done, and women are the fastest growing group of gun owners in the U.S. So a lot of it went down during the pandemic. Like people had some extra free time, and they thought, you know, I want to learn how to better protect myself. So in the security inside their own home, just yeah, your home more, wanting to feel safe. I, I got my carry permit when I lived in the state of North Carolina. And it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Only because Amy got her permit and then she was scared to walk with it. Mm. Yeah. And she I, had to wear it. She had to do like a, a, a carry inside of a gas station. Mm-hmm. I went and picked up pizza mm-hmm. with it. She'd put it in her fanny pack and then she walked in like the old <laughs> Wild West. Like bow-legged because she was scared she was going to shoot herself. Of course. Yeah, like the thing was the guys would just dare me to go do certain things while I was carrying. And yeah, I had a cute little fanny pack. Actually, it was my friend. She let me borrow it, but it's what she kept her gun in. So I was like, perfect. Did you know on our EP yesterday that we put out, The Raging Idiots, we have a song about fanny packs? No. Oh, so good. Must listen. It was like a tribute to the Beastie Boys. You know the the Beastie Boys music? Yeah. Ray, do you have that song? We're going to play from the beginning. Just a little, little... from our award-winning EP, since you bring it oh, up. Oh, this is a fun surprise. This is called, we only, there's only three songs on the EP. <laughs> but this is one, it was our ode to the Beastie Boys called Fanny Pack. Here you go. I woke up this morning with a lot to do, but my pants didn't have enough pocket room. I got my keys, my phone, my chapstick too. Good thing I got a pouch like a kangaroo. Fanny Pack, Fanny Pack. If you need a rubber band or a real light snack, if you need an EpiPen to bring your granny back. Fanny Pack. Okay. I'm walking down the street, all eyes on me. What's that around my waist in neon green? I'm zipped in the front and snapped in the back. Y'all already know that's my fanny pack. Fanny pack, fanny pack. If you need a ukulele or an almanac, if you need a fuel filter for your Pontiac, it's in my fanny pack. Thank you very much. I like it. Yeah. Oh, turn it, turn it. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever I go, you know I'm rocking that. F-A-N-N-Y. Pack to the max right above my fly. What you can expect at Bobby Fest. Yes. So anytime anyone says fanny pack, we play this? Yeah, when on the someone, show? someone holds it up. <laughs> fanny pack. No, I meant on the show. Oh, oh no. <laughs> i just been sitting on it, not knowing how to play it, but uh, Amy brought up a fanny pack. Yes. All right, what else you got? Well, just a heads up, the roads are going to be busier this Memorial Day weekend, especially because last year nobody was going anywhere, so travel is increasing like 60%, which Memorial Day weekend is May 27th to May 31st. But then that's the Monday, and also on the 31st is your show debut. Breaking Bobby Bones. I don't want to confuse people because Bear Girls is Monday. I need mm. everybody to watch that. Oh, yeah. We'll do that first. Sorry. And then, but Memorial Day is Breaking Bobby Bones. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just be prepared if you're hitting the road that there's going to be a lot more people out there. and Rushing hitting- to get home to watch Breaking Bobby Bones. <laughs> that's probably. probably. Yes. And hitting the road it makes me think of a story that I saw this guy was doing in New Zealand for the potholes, which I don't know if I can like say it He was here. drawing wieners around the pot- around. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't know what like was 100, allowed. A hundred, there were a hundred little potholes. <laughs> but here's. So they would fix it. Yeah, yeah. It, it did draw attention to the problem, which I mean, we have potholes like crazy. I mean, Bobby, you even got a flat tire from a pothole. True. Get so to I work, thought that Amy. you would be like. Yeah, oh, I think it's hilarious. I, I also don't. It's weird, right? He just wanted people to fix them. He yes. wasn't going, he, let me just be juvenile for the sake of being juvenile. He goes, well, if I draw wieners around these. They'll have to come fix them. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. I know. It made the news like <laughs> yeah. worldwide. So shout out shout out to him. And then uh, Charles Kelly and Dave Haywood of Lady A. Uh, this is a little bit sexist of a question, but they were asked like what their girliest trait was for mm-hmm. each of them. And here's a clip. I'm not going to lie. I really like rosé sometimes. So I'll do like a little rosé. 
I'm not afraid to get out and shop a little. I go to Lululemon all the time. I live in those clothes, man. I just want to be comfortable all day long. And then they both admitted they are fans of the notebook. So my question for you, Bobby, is what's your girliest trait? It's a sexist question. But I'm happy to answer it. Happy to answer it. <laughs> um, you know, I really... Uh, it's going to be hard to pick from. Well, there, thank you. There's like a couple pages of girly traits. <laughs> what do you think my girliest trait is? I eat hair vitamins now because I found Caitlin's. Oh, my. And they taste really good. And, and oh, they're like a, hair gummies? Yeah. Mm. It's not so much about vi- the, the hair part of it because I have plenty of hair, but it's... She has a bottle of them, and they're fantastic. And she's like, where are my hair gummies going? And I don't know. Uh, that, <laughs> I eat those. Um, I don't know. I, I like to be clean. Yeah. I was going to say, like, your your grooming habits are more on the girly side, which mm-hmm. is great. I wish more guys were into that. Then Anything you want to add, Eddie? <laughs> For you? Yeah. I don't know. You just clean. Like, uh, your fingernails are always cl- well taken care of and everything. Like Shirley Temples and stuff. Oh, I do like Shirley Temples. Yeah. That's, That's my girly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. Anything else, Amy? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could probably keep No, I'm going talking on. about anything else for the pile. <laughs> oh, I don't need a going. whole list of things, reasons I'm girly. No. Nope. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So several restaurants in Miami, Oklahoma have put up giving walls or what they call receipt walls where customers can prepay for meals and then anyone in need can come by, grab a free meal off the wall, no questions asked. Now we've heard of this being done before, but I just think it's awesome that a lot of restaurants are picking up on it, specifically a hot dog spot called The Dog House. They were the first to do it in Oklahoma, or at least that was like in the news about it, and other restaurants have followed suit, which is super cool. And since then, they have been able to provide more than 600 meals to the homeless. That's really cool. Two things happen in this story. One, that is cool that people can come in and get a meal, right? Or, yeah. Order those just facing hard times. You don't yeah. have to be homeless. But yeah. And two, I don't think I've ever been to a place that specializes in hot dogs. Oh, no. The dog spot. I love a good hot dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever been to a hot dog specialist. There was Frank in Austin. Remember that place? Oh, yeah. That was good. That was really good hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever went. And it yeah. was just, all, just hot dogs. Because I can't. See, get it going. All right, we're going out to dinner. Let's go to the hot dog place. <laughs> but they were really good. I know I should. I'm I'm just kind of wondering why I didn't. That's the, you know, you go to Sonic for Bobby Waters. We go to Sonic because hot dogs. No, right. But that's not a hot dog place. They oh, have hot dogs. They have hot dogs. Dog. You get your chicken strips. Like Sorry, that I'm place you're talking you're about is all hot dogs all the time. <laughs> yeah, probably all different cool. kinds and of hot dogs. And I bet they're so good. Yeah. And also, too, this is just a story of community and people coming together because these restaurants, yes, they're willing to have the receipt walls, but if other customers weren't coming in to buy the prepaid meals, then there would be no meals on the wall. So shout out to the community. Yeah, I'd like a hot dog. That's what I got out of here. I'll get you one. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. A woman in Australia had tonsil surgery. She wakes up. She has a different accent. So she goes under Australian, but wakes up Irish. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Here's a clip of her explaining what happened. I woke up with an Irish accent, and I've never been to Ireland before. And I went to the hospital, and they couldn't provide any answers. At this stage, I don't think it's going to get better. Her name is Angie Yin. She posts these videos over the last couple weeks on TikTok. She believes she has an extremely rare condition called foreign accent syndrome. The accent didn't kick in until eight days after the operation. The doctors can't explain it. Is she faking it? 
I mean, we'll never know. Stop it, guys. It, what? It you, happens. How do you all no, believe this? Foreign accent syndrome is a thing. Like, this is not the first time it's happened. Sometimes I know, but I don't believe it up, anytime it happens. That's you know, right. What about when people wake up speaking another language? Fake. Yeah, because I don't unless that you learn a language, you don't just wake up and have the knowledge and plant it into your brain. I know. What but... about the ones that wake up and they're really good at piano all of a sudden? Now, yeah, or art. Now that I can believe. You can? Because that's a different part of the brain that's working, right? Like kids have a, are better at art than other kids. An accent you have to learn. Yeah. Regionally, wherever you're from or wherever She's you're from. She's never around. even been to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, but maybe. It's just like potatoes. <laughs> I don't know. Lucky charms. I know it's weird. Ridiculous. Do you believe it, yes or no? I guess not. No, 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 no. Don't let us convince you. <laughs> okay, fine. I do believe it. No, 100% it's false. It's all fake. Yes, it's real. It's like the women that don't know they're pregnant. I believe the accent more than them. <laughs> I don't believe that it's real. And especially because it's on TikTok. I don't believe anything exactly. on TikTok. <laughs> all right, let's go over to Amy and get the morning corny. The morning corny. What does the gingerbread man put on his bed? What does the gingerbread man put on his bed? A cookie sheet. Ah. Oh, oh, I like that. That was the morning corny. On the phone right now, Kim in Oklahoma. Kim, thank you for calling the show. What's going on? Good morning, studio. Morning. Okay, so my family of six is going to St. Lucia in a couple of weeks. And my sister, we're taking a helicopter ride. And my sister really doesn't want me to do that as an excursion. So I told her that I would consider not doing it. All along, I'm going to still do it. Is that considered lying? Well, yeah, it's considered lying, yeah, but, I don't, I, but I don't know you're wrong for doing it. So she's not going up in the helicopter. She's not going on the trip. Is that right? Correct. She's not going on the trip, and she really doesn't want us six to be in a helicopter together in a different country. And who are the six people? Are any of them her kids? No. It's but, my family. But it's her family. Yeah, like, get over it, sister. She's worried for them. Oh, well, great. I worry she for all of you guys worried. all the time. But, I don't want you guys to be driving on the road and have a car wreck. I don't tell you not to drive in a car. But also, I don't know her, and I'm worried about her going up in a helicopter in this country. I'm not. I'm scared of helicopters or was. I've been up in a hundred of them in shady situations now doing this stuff. Not. I'm not scared. You're going to be fine. Okay. Bobby, can you tell her that we're going? And I think she's a huge listener and a huge fan. And I think she'll be okay if you tell her. What's her name? Her name is Angie from Oklahoma. Angie, it's Bobby here from, from the Bobby Bone Show, talking to you in Hera, Oklahoma. I also was like you. So let me relate to you first. Scared to death of helicopters. Never wanted to be in one. First time I got in one, I was like, you got to be kidding me. It was... um. I'm going to name drop here. I was at Blake Shelton's ranch. Oh, nice. And he was like, don't drive to the airport. I'll just send you over. And I was like, I got to get in it. You're a helicopter? Was he flying? God, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He had a pilot. <laughs> and so we flew. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I did uh, a, a different thing. Got in a helicopter. And then I started doing this stuff for Nat Geo. I was in helicopters all the time. Now, I'm just a kid from a small town in Arkansas. I never even seen a helicopter until I started. To- now, I feel good about a helicopter. I've been in 15 of them at this point doing some crazy stuff. They're going to be fine. They're going to go over. They get to have an experience. They'll tell their friends about. You only get to go in a helicopter a few times in your life. So let her do it. They're going to be wonderfully taken care of. There's no safer place than St. Lucia. Where is that? It's in the I Caribbean. Know. I just had to Google it. Oh, yeah. It. That sounds a little shady. But still, <laughs> I, would, I would trust it. Listen, here's the thing about the pilots. They don't want to die either. <laughs> I mean, really? They have families? Of course they don't. They don't yeah. want to die either. You think people are just running around, you know, the pants down, being... Go 
to have a helicopter ride, Kim. It's going to be so much fun. Come back. When you're back from your trip, call us and tell us how fun it was. Okay. All right? All right. Thank you, studio. You're welcome. I don't really know how to do that one. I know. The helicopters are scary, though, now that she's off the phone. (laughs) Yes, they are. It's like she's in another country. (laughs) I wouldn't know. Bobby, all of your ships have been here. Don't let fear fear define, like, the life you're going to live. Don't do it. I'm scared of everything. They can still go to St. Lucia and have an amazing... (laughs) What did I say? (laughs) No, but do the helicopter excursion. Okay, well... No, I'm saying do it. Do it. I say, I say go live it up in St. Lucia. No helicopter. On the ground? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're voting. Helicopter, yes or no? No. Yes. 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 Wow. Live wow. your life. Wow. Don't let fear hold you back. Okay. The Friday Morning Conversation with Keith Urban. What do you say? It's so weird being up here. Yeah, you're definitely on display. Thank you for being on display. <laughs> Keith Urban, everyone. Yeah. Yes. How you been? I've been good. How, you, have you been traveling at all? Uh, we've been back and forth a little bit, yeah. Does that mean two? Because I saw that you were doing The Voice again in Australia. It, that's that's a long back and forth, though. I came back and we were there in July, um, end of July, when Nick started a film down there, which was a couple of months. And then she had a film in Ireland in November. And then we were back in Australia for Christmas. And then I started The Voice down there in February. But it was only eight weeks. So we were done by the middle of March and um, February, March, a- middle of April. And then we came over and I did the ACMs. What do you do when you're on set with your wife and she's shooting? Do you just hang out in the trailer or do you go and walk through the woods and write music I alone with the birds? I actually have set in forever. <laughs> oh, you don't because, go on set. Uh, there's so many COVID protocols in place mm-hmm. that you can't just rock up there anymore. Not right now anyway. So you just get a hotel where she is or do you, even not, do you just not see her? Um, the Belfast turnaround was really quick, so we didn't go, and then she so she was there and back pretty quick. In your home lifestyle, because you do have two A-list celebrity superstars, do you have any chores? Like, do you have to actually do a chore? Of course. Like, what is a what is a chore you have to do around the house? Just taking out garbage and fixing things that break, and they always break. Can you fix things? <laughs> I can fix a lot more than I used to. When you go to Australia, you have to do two weeks quarantine. And we were at our place, and I'm talking like where nobody can come in or out for two weeks. Hardcore. Completely locked down. Two police officers at the gate. No way. Government police officers. Making sure you don't leave or no one comes in? Both. 24 hours a day for two weeks. Wow. Crazy. And you have to do telemedicine check-ins every day. So you're basically FaceTiming with your GP and showing everybody taking their temps and showing the result every day. It's crazy. But it works. But, yeah, know? right. But, um, but the point of that was, man, things break. We have a house that's like 120 years old, so things break. I can't get anybody to come and fix anything, so <laughs> I learned a lot about everything. With <laughs> your live show, I wonder if, if anything is going to be different now, because I've seen you play it many times, and you're just fantastic live. But there's, there's a part where you run into the crowd, right. and there are people everywhere around you, yeah. and they're all spitting on you, and you're spitting on them. <laughs> you know, it's, a big, it's a big part of the show, the Keith Urban Spit Fest. It's making me question my whole past right now, but... <laughs> But are you? Does that change at all for you for a bit when you go back live? You still hopping out in the crowd? It's going to change a lot for everybody, I think. It's some in some degree, and yet at the same time, I almost wonder if, if you know, at some point, it's just going to be very much like it was. At some point, I don't, I don't know why it would radically change. At some point, it's going to be like it was. That's that's my feeling. Do you get a new tattoo? Do you get a new tattoo? Yeah, I got one on my hand. I think yeah. I saw it at the ACMs for the first time. When did you get that? And what is that exactly? It's just well, it's sort of a Polynesian type design, I guess. That hurt on the hand. Yeah, that looks <laughs> extremely painful. Do you go in and just go? I want to get this on my hand. 
Mm. I, I know what I want. Or do you walk into the shop and go, show me what you got? This guy who I'd never worked with before just sort of freehanded with a, with a pen. You let yeah. someone freehand a tattoo on you? Uh, with a pen, first of all. Okay. And, and then I liked it and, and when we committed to it. Dang. <laughs> and do you have someone come to your house or where you are and give you tattoos? I got half of this at my house and the other half at his work. Somebody, maybe someone on the show saw you at the mall before pandemic walking around the mall. Uh-huh. And they were like, we saw Keith Urban at the mall. And we're like, hey, no, there's no chance you saw Keith Urban walking around the mall. Do you ever walk around the mall? Yeah, I was actually Christmas shopping um, when Taylor uh, Swift texted me and said she had these songs she, she was going to record and would I want to sing on a couple. I was literally in the food court at the mall getting, reading this text <laughs> going, all right, send me the songs. And I sat down, put my little AirPods in, was listening to these unreleased Swifty songs and uh, it, was, it was crazy. The whole environment was, was bizarre watching everyone walk around the food court while listening to these songs. So she sent you the songs. What I have heard, and I have friends that have worked in that camp a bit, that it's so secretive. Sometimes they will have someone come and bring you the song and play you the song and then leave. Right. But she just sent them to you over text? Yeah. She trusts you that much? Yeah. Should she you should. be trusted that much? She should, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And he's sitting there thinking, like, if any of these people shopping right now knew what I was listening to, they That's would what be I thinking. freaking exactly. out. Yeah. yeah. But also, I'm thinking Keith Urban's in the food court. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter what he's listening to. He's just hanging out in the food court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were a part of Fearless with Taylor. Does she, does she text you or call you and go, hey, will you do this? And uh, was that te- the text? She texted me. Yeah. And is it instant yes? Um, instant curiosity, for sure. Definitely wanted to hear the songs and... I love the fact that both songs were unreleased. If you don't mind, I know you're sitting there with a guitar. Would you play the new one that you do with Pink? Oh, okay. Because uh. I, I tell you why, it's, it, we, you know, it's going to play it a lot. And I, sometimes when I hear I just it stays in my ear. It's one of those earworms that doesn't leave. And when you were coming in, I was like, I wonder if Keith will play the new one. Um, yeah, Amy, you want to sing the high bit? Oh, yeah. I was going to yeah. see if you wanted me to be Pink. Oh, you want Bobby to sing Pink's bit? You don't want me to do that, really? No. Uh, okay. Something like a. It's <laughs> an so odd on acoustic. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I don't remember much about last night. Woke up on a couch, sun arise. Saw the living room through these bloodshot eyes of mine, cold sober. You didn't like that. I came home late, 4 a.m., but it's a Friday. And I've been working hard Can't you give me some space there to shout out Oh my God, oh yeah Oh yeah I go out with some new friends But it just makes me miss you more More Sing it, Amy I spent all my money <laughs> drinking on my own I don't ruin it In this bar just sat here staring at my phone and I keep second guessing where did I go wrong? I know I'm proud, but I've had one too many. Come with me home, yeah. Keith Urban. <laughs> yeah. When you write, or when this song gets to you and you're going, okay, we're going to cut this, was it proposed as a duet? Or was yeah, that, it, it was, was. written as a duet. Because some songs aren't, and, and it's like, I think this feels better, but yeah. did you have pink in mind to start? I was hoping she'd love the song. Yeah. And I'd never recorded anything with her. So she was just sort of um, always on my big wish list to try and find something. I, I thought maybe one day we'd write something, but this song came along and felt it felt right. Has anyone ever turned you down? Oh, sure. 
Absolutely. Who? Tell us all. List them. Oh, you're talking musically now. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you, said, you don't have to tell us who, but you would send a song off and go, I think this sounds great. And they just are like, yeah, it's not for me. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, because sometimes it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't suit. Can you, in your mind, when you play guitar, can you hear any melody and just recreate it with your hands? Ba-da, boo, boo, boo. Wow, yep, that, well, that's can. crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. He did it. At what point? <laughs> at what point does that happen in your brain when you're learning guitar, or was it naturally in you? I don't know. I think maybe naturally to begin with, and I'm in my head, always playing. I realized even when I was in school, I was terrible at school. I realized why because I was always playing guitar. I didn't need a guitar to play guitar. I was playing it in my head like all the time. When you hear a song, <laughs> could you go home? Like one of our jingles goes, this is the Bobby Bone Show. Could you go, yeah, I got that. No problem. Just like you know exactly where it is. Right. Yes. Prove it. This is the Bobby Bone Show. But it's something like that's that. So, that's like a space alien. So here, is, here are my skills, my interplanetary skills, and we just can't identify. <laughs> that's what that is right there. <laughs> I, I don't speak any other languages but English in this. Keith Urban is here. He has his guitar. We're going to take a quick break, come back, play a couple other little ones for us. We ask, can we do a little request? Yeah. The Friday Morning Conversation with Keith Urban. He's here. He's got his guitar. I'm sure there are so many people that come to you and go, hey, what is it? Cap or cat? And you'll think of me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right from the beginning. And the answer is cat. Cat. Take your cat. Yeah. Cat. T with the T. Cat. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want the cat. Right. It. <laughs> Cat feels a little angrier. Would we agree with that? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Like a cat? Yeah, yeah. I put up with the damn cat the whole time. You can take it now. So yeah. Take your cat. Exactly. Okay, so as long yeah. as everybody knows, would you mind playing a little bit of that for us? Uh, okay. <laughs> woke up early this morning around 4 a.m. With the moon shining bright as headlights on the interstate I pulled the covers over my head and tried to catch some sleep The thoughts of us kept keeping me awake Ever since you found yourself in someone else's arms I've been trying the best to get along but that's okay, there's nothing left to say but Oh, I only sang the wrong words. You psyched me out, Bobby. I was, I was thinking, is it cat or cap all of a sudden? I'm like, take your records, take your freedom. Take your memories, I don't need them. Take your space and all your reasons. But you think of me. Here it is. Take your cat and leave my sweater. Because we got nothing left to wear. In fact, I feel a whole lot better. As you can tell, I haven't sang this song in a long time. What advice do you give me as I'm about to get married? What is the, what's, ma- not wedding advice, what is marriage <laughs> oh, advice? Don't ask me this. I only know it works for mine. And it'll end up being like my marriage advice, which is not at all what it is. Everyone's got to figure out their own dance, right? Every couple just figures out their own dance. They really do. I mean, what works for someone doesn't work for someone else. Didn't you at one point... Do a show, fly across, have like Nicole's birthday with her for a day, and then fly all the way back across again. It's a, that's a legendary Keith Urban story. Um, no, she was having an ultrasound because she was pregnant. 
and, it, and she was shooting the film called Australia, um, a Baz Luhrmann film. And it was being shot in Australia, obviously. And I was touring here in the States. And she was going in for an ultrasound. And I was like, well, I got this three-day period in between. Because you lose a day when you fly down. So you leave her on a Monday, you get there on a Wednesday. And we were playing on the Thursday night somewhere. So I took off on Monday from here, landed Wednesday in the morning, went and had the ultrasound with Nick. We had lunch, and then I got on the plane and flew back like that afternoon. Nice. Were you so dehydrated? That is such a long flight. It's the most bizarre question. <laughs> I mean, because I, <laughs> when I fly anywhere, I get off, and I'm just like, I'm so dehydrated. You that, I've right. flown to Australia. Right. That is uh, the longest flight I've ever been on in my life. It's a long one. I realize that you travel a lot. When I was telling somebody uh, a couple of years ago, I was talking about what we're doing, and I said, we're going to do this, 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 and then I'm going to pop down to Australia, and they went, wait, wait, wait. Did you just say pop down <laughs> to Australia? And I'm like, yeah. And they go, you know you travel a lot when you use the phrase pop down to Australia. Yeah. yeah it, it is a long flight. It's a long flight. Yeah. Who, who is it that you hear right now that you're like, damn, I'm so inspired by this? Because you're a guy who's always searching out, you know, great new sound, great new music. Who is it that now you're like, man, I'm kind of on this right now, listening to it? Because you came in once and you, you told me about Hobo. And I became a, yeah. I became a big fan, and I was, so I was just I was texting you pictures like, man, this song is great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, who yeah. is it now? I feel like I'm waiting for that thing right now. Do you think mm. that the situation we're coming out of kind of has everyone everyone on hold, or, or or has stifled creativity, or has created a different kind of sound? Like any of your favorite artists putting out music that they made during the pandemic at all? I would imagine a lot of what we're hearing right now is made during that period. Um, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, I, you know, I think it's going to run the gamut from songs, you know, about that situation. We have a, a single out now called "Out the Cage," which is was written in that time, and it, but it's it's about breaking out, but it's not just about that. Um, I think I think it's going to run the gamut of everything. A lot of escape, a lot of sadness, a lot of joy, a lot of hope, a lot of fear. I mean, there's a lot of trauma in a lot of people right now. Really undercurrent. And just a desire for things to get back. If I'm remembering correctly from listening to your record, "Out of the Cage" is a that's a that, that that's a, a pretty fast yeah like that that song's got a lot of energy to it, right? Yeah, I took a sort of um, big inspiration from a lot of the '90s uh, English house beat stuff, you know, Fatboy Slim, Prodigy, and I'm like, if I could take that rhythm and put it into my world, what would it sound like? And that's how we wrote that song. That's interesting too that you can find inspiration in older stuff as well like right there i mean you're you're talking about two artists that i listened to 15 years ago yeah fat boy slam and prodigy yeah i mean is well, that an energy in those records and you you would agree with it i'm sure there's an energy in those records that is just oh my god it's exhilarating it makes you want to either run fight break something or I, I don't know something we're gonna you know we're running naked through the quadrant for sure Interesting. Interesting <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> Have you Are ever we? done that? Uh, well, moving on. No, oh. I haven't done that. No. But that song makes you want to do that. Okay. Maybe a little bit. We'll see. Keith Urban is here. <laughs> How about we wrap? With what's this? your marriage advice? I, I have I mean, none. I don't you, know. What's, what's your engaged advice then? Uh, what have you learned through your engagement, Bobby Bones? I have literally learned that it is not about all about me anymore. Because yeah, yeah <laughs> right. And it's taken me this long to learn it. And sometimes she's had to crowbar me into situations. She's had to 
Like, know, give me one example of a situation. Well, it's it's just not all my. I can't be selfish all the time about my life all the time right. and my and you know even some stuff that I used to just come on and be extremely public about. Now my life is our life, right? And I have to think about her too before I just am, and am revealing certain things. Yeah. Um. So on that aspect, but also making time to cultivate a relationship because mm. I will just work. Mm. I will wake up in the morning, I'll flip open my laptop and I will spend all day working and then I will go to sleep. My final movement is my laptop down. But there are now important things that I have to invest myself in for the future, not financially, but relationship wise. Mm-hmm. And so that has been the biggest thing is this I can't be as selfish anymore. And not about giving, but about as a person to another person. Yes. And I've been inspired by your story. When she has her ultrasound, I'm going to go to another country on purpose, fly over <laughs> to see her and then leave just so I can be like, this is what Keith Urban taught me. <laughs> I wouldn't know. You wouldn't do that? <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that's it, isn't it? It's like putting, putting the us first is the breakthrough. One of the songs that we listen to a lot, and I've told you this privately, that God Whispered Your Name, is that that song reminds me of her. And I, when we hear it, I'm like, this, and it's kind of one of our songs, like one of our you know, top three or four songs that remind us of being together. And so as you leave... Would you mind playing a little bit of God Whispered Your Name? Sure. Cool. Yeah. I was so cold and lost and Nothing seemed to ring true I couldn't bear the cross Of everything I'd been through and each day I knew I needed change But there was no way No way Then God whispered your name And that's when everything changed Love came out of the rain Talk about being safe Well certainly I want to live More than I ever Never gonna be the same when Kate whispered Bobby's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that. Ding. Where, where is that on the fret where it's like, when, bing. The, um, um. Oh, nice. One day I wanna do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's cool. I'm left handed. One here's and I will rest. <laughs> I will rap hard. I'll rap on this story. Once and you may not remember this, I was doing some work for a CMA Fest and we were underneath. You and I were shooting some stuff and I had my guitar and I was doing some dopey stuff with people. And you were like, Let me see your guitar, I'll play it left handed. And you were like, I don't think I've ever played left handed. And then you you got and it took you like, I don't know, ten seconds of you to talk to your fingers and your brain and you kind of reversed everything. And then you instantly were ten times the left handed guitar player that I've ever tried to be. Oh, I don't know about that. What I do know, though, is that when I was uh, about 15, I fell off my bike and broke my left arm. And my duo that I was in was competing in the talent quest, and we'd made it through to the semifinals. And the semifinals were like on the weekend coming up, and I'd just broken my arm. So it's in a cast. I couldn't bend my fingers under the strings. I was so frustrated. But I realized I could put my hand over the top of the guitar. So I figured I'll just play the chords like this. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. And we'll have to learn the whole song. Like <laughs> we made wow. it through the semis, I think, out of sheer pity. Oh, 
did you lose because you couldn't play normal, wonderful guitar? Do you think? Do what? Did you lose? You said you made it to the semifinals. Did yeah. you lose because you didn't have your entire guitar hand? Uh, no, I just think we weren't very good. You weren't very good. Yeah, sadly. All right. And the, 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 you know who won, though? You who? too. You too won. They were, it was great. It was a, they were, yeah, yeah, but your duo, yeah. like, do you know where that person is now? Nope. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. It's a whole other and story. That's a good, oh, okay. uh, and then we'll end on that. All right. Keith. i got one song I wanted to play for you, though. It's oh. really important. Okay, love it. But I thought it kind of fits you as well, you know? Busted flat in Baton Rouge Waiting for a train Feeling near as faded as my jeans Bobby Bones thumbed the diesel down Just before it rained Took us all away to New Orleans I pulled my harpoon out of my dirty red bandana was blowing soft while Bobby Bones sang the blues With them windshield wipers slapping time And Bobby's half kind of, kind of stone grin slash smile We sang every song that driver knew And the audience sang Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose and Nothing ain't worth nothing, but it's free Oh, but feeling good was easy, Lord, when he sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me. This is where he now checks himself. Good enough for me and Bobby Bones McGee. <laughs> Wild, I mean, you play that song, and it's Janis Joplin. Wild that she never got to experience the success, the fame of that song. That Crazy. she became because she died before. All of that, merely mm-hmm. all of her success came after that. Just tragic. Do you... Have, had you learned to play that song at home? Is that something you play, like, normally? You, Played you know? it in my cover band yeah. back in the day many times. Such a good song. It's Keith, a great song. Keith Urban is here. We love you. Thank you for coming in. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A Texas family's home was destroyed by storms last week, but a kind stranger gave them a new place to live. Wendy Holden and her five family members and three pets were all inside their mobile home when winds flung it multiple times. They managed to survive, but their home did not. After hearing about their misfortune, an anonymous person stepped up to help them. They donated a brand new mobile home to the family to replace the old one. And now they're able to live on the same land, same place, but with a new home, which is really cool. Here's a clip of Wendy Holden saying, she wants the donor, whomever it is, that anonymous person, to know that she's grateful. I want them to know, you know, even though they're staying anonymous, how much our family um, appreciates it. And we are going to pay it forward. Isn't that crazy? That's just an amazing story. I wonder who it was. If you know, be caller 10 right now. We'll give (laughs) you. Now, that's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Big story yesterday was mask off for vaccinated people. The CDC now says fully vaccinated people can stop wearing masks and stop social distancing. Masks are still required on planes, public transportation, and in stores that require one. State and local laws also still apply. But you know what? I'm celebrating. Okay. Hit that song, Raymundo. It's celebration time. Yeah. Except for flying. I'm good. 
I don't need to wear a mask anymore. I feel good. Let's rock. But it is up to the store, right? Right. Like, so if the store doesn't want you to come in without a mask, they can put a sign. Then I'm yes. going to yell, show me the manager. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those people in YouTube videos. <laughs> While you're dancing. Yeah. I'm like, nope. We played Celebration. I'm not wearing a mask. No, I'll obviously respect... Because in a private place, you have to respect a private place. Yeah. But we like coming to my house and me going, hey, I don't want you to wear shoes. And you're going, no, I demand to wear shoes. Well, you don't pay the bills here. Right. Some stores are like that. No shoes, no shirt. So if I go into a place and they want me to wear a mask, I will ha- be happy to put a mask on. Because it's that's their house. Mm-hmm. That's their business. And it would be all, it'd always be crazy to me when people would be like fighting with people in a Safeway or a Kroger. You don't own Kroger. If someone came to your house and told you that... I'll be like, I get it. I'd be mad too. Someone walked into my kitchen and said, put on a mask. You don't own the place. Man, it's hard to believe that you don't own Kroger. Just the oh, way they baby. let you walk that's in, true. you know? That's and like- true. <laughs> that's true. Um, but that's pretty good, huh? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm excited to see that we're making progress. <laughs> uh, two planes collide midair above Denver. Well, that's not good. Uh-oh. What? I didn't know they could do that. Nobody was injured, oh, which is crazy. Two small planes collided in midair Wednesday near Denver, leaving one aircraft nearly ripped in half, wow. forcing the pilot of the other to deploy a parachute attached to the plane oh. to land safely. Remarkably, no one was injured. Both planes were getting ready to land at a small regional airport in the Denver suburb when they hit each other. What's crazy is that with all that airspace, they still hit each other. Yeah. yeah. like there's, there's air left and right and up and down. Mm-hmm. But that being said, there's a plane that flew under us a few days ago. It's a little too close for my comfort. I saw it coming and I was like, well, this ain't good. And we were climbing. We were climbing at a rate that felt uncomfortable. But I was like, oh, something's up. We're going in the middle of a flight. We're, we're pulling up. And then I look over and there's a plane just, it fe- listen, I'm being a little dramatic, but it was just coming at us. <laughs> yeah. But that's why you were climbing then. Yes. Okay. To get out of its way. Wow. And then we get up and then it goes under us. <sighs> I know, but it's crazy to me with all the communication that you're doing, especially with air traffic control and knowing where other planes are. It's it is it happens, but it is weird to me that they collide. Because I mean, there's times you're going through a cloud, you literally can't see what's around you, but you're relying on instruments and people to tell you. So it's weird that they hit. The weird thing to me is the pilots aren't really looking at the air ahead of them. Right. Mm-mm. That Machines. little that board is up over their eyes. They can like reach up and look over, but they're flying looking at machines. Yeah, it's not like a windshield yeah. really right in, in front fact, of them. I feel like it should be the windshield. There was a flight last week, or maybe early this week, since it's Friday, I, I get them confused, but there was a plane, maybe in Atlanta, went up, caught some birds, slammed into the windshield, they had to turn around and come back because it blew out one of the engines. A, ma- a massive airplane. Yikes. Oh. A bird smashed in, and they were like, luckily this is the uh, three-plane glass on the airplane, the birds don't smash through. Mm. Uh, American Idol has been renewed for another season. I saw that. Oh, they told me it was coming out um, the day before. So have you been renewed? No. Mm. I'm still on this season. Oh, true. I, I mean, didn't know if they approached you like, hey. No, and they won't. I'm usually last to get approached. I think because we're trying to figure out, one, I love that show, and hopefully we can work out for me to come back. But I had to miss the first part of the season because I was doing my other show. And so if my show works out again, I don't know. But I'm, I'm excited the show's coming back. So it'll be the 20th year, I believe. And so um, the article actually says, no word if Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, Ryan Seacrest, and Luke Bryan will join. I wasn't mentioned in the article, <laughs> so I guess uh, nobody gives a crap about me. Uh, yeah. I'm in the promo pictures. It's probably like 150 words or less. Uh, yeah. I, I have no idea. But uh, the finale, I will not be on this Friday or this Sunday. 
but I will go out and be there for the finale the next Sunday. Gotcha. But uh, congratulations. It's a, a show lasts 20 years. I know. That's I awesome. can't believe we're hitting that 20-year mark. I remember when it debuted, like how, I mean, it was such a cultural, like, just so crazy. It's like what everybody talked about and everyone everybody wanted to watch and all then, the mess-ups. Like season two through six were massive. Massive. The end of season one was really big. But at first, you're just kind of figuring it out, going, all right, what's what's the show? So my friends didn't watch this guy named Simon Cowell. Yeah. Who's <laughs> real rude. But when season two started, everybody was in, and there were there were six, seven years that were just, just it was all anyone talked about. Like you we, sat in front of the TV to watch American Idol We had at a that board time. game. Mm-hmm. The, you would match up the contestants as to where they would fall out of the season that year. You couldn't even say, like, what's up, dog, without thinking about Randy Jackson. Mm, that's true, too. A uh, woman woke up, and... She heard some dripping, like, t- 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 like the it just kept dripping, and so she gets up, she turns the light on, and it was blood, and she's like, huh? So she looks up, and it's dri- dripping onto her ceiling fan, and then dripping down. Ugh. So the blood was getting spun all over the entire room. Stop it! What? What well, is this? Yeah. Well, police were called, and they were like, "Well, there's nothing in your apartment," so they go above her. They found the body of a man they say died of natural causes five or six days earlier. Oh, no. His body had been decomposing, dripping into her, and that blood was going all over her and her room. Oh, no. You- oh, I'm about to freak out. But That's how- crazy. Oh, there's so many terrible things <laughs> happening here. Like that man, nobody noticed for that yeah. long that he was gone. That's sad. And then also, she needs to move. I mean, how does she recover yes. from this? Yeah, I know. That's traumatic for sure. It's basically like waking up in a crime scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is terrible. I mean, she called maintenance. The emergency crews knocked down the door above her. That's where they found the guy. Cops are called. Wow. But they found the body of a man they say had died of natural causes five or six days earlier. It decomposed through the carpet to the floor, dripped onto her ceiling fans, was spun around the room. How many days have you guys don't hear from me until you're coming to look for me? Last night, Caitlin was wow. gone for 30 minutes. And I was like, where are you? Oh, yeah. my. <laughs> we are basically joined at the hip. Okay. But for you, I don't know. You're pretty... F- <laughs> Sometimes we never... We don't know what you're up to. A few days, at <laughs> yeah, least. A few days. Let's go over and talk to Mikey in Florida, who's on the phone. Hey, Mikey, just a second ago, we're talking about these two planes, and they had crashed into each other in the air. Two, two smaller planes over a private airport. What can you tell me about that? How in the world does that even happen? First off, good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So, that's usually... 99.9 are going to be pilot air. Because one thing people don't realize when they see airplanes flying is there's certain rules. There's two different flight rules. There's what's called VFR, visual flight rules, which means you're flying by your sight. And there's instrument flight rules for like if you're in the clouds, you can't see anything. So depending on which one you fly, if you fly, if you're going, you have a compass that goes from zero to 360 degrees. If you're flying from point zero zero one degree to 180 degrees, I can't remember which one it is, but you have to be at... Um, uh, an even number. So if you were flying an instrument like a passenger jet like you're on, you'd be flying at 20,000 feet or 22,000, 24,000. If you're flying the visual flight rules, which means you're just a regular pilot and you're looking out of your, your window and seeing everything, then it would be the same even number but 500. So you'd be at 20,500, 22,500. If you're going from 181 degrees to 360 degrees, then it's going to be an odd-numbered one. And so that's how they keep apart. They keep separation that way, and it allows them to stay at least a 1,000 feet apart. 
And yeah, I got lost a long time ago. But I do trust that you know what you're talking about because <laughs> you sound like a smart guy. All I know is that two planes crashed into each other, and I'm like, there's a lot of airspace here. They were definitely not a thousand feet apart. <laughs> they, and luckily, that's, like, doesn't Dirk Bentley have one of those airplanes with a parachute on it? He he did at one point. He may still have it, but I think he, he upgraded to a different one. But I've, like, my husband flies one of those with the parachute thingy, which I've done. It's It's got one... It's one propeller, but you, I guess, feel safer because you have the parachute option in case something happens. I thought the guy jumped out of the plane when I read it. It was like parachute. I thought it was like, oh, crap. And then jumped out and, you know, pulled it himself. Yeah, no, no, no. No, there's a thing at the top, like at the roof, and you pull that down and boop, it gives the parachute or the plane a parachute. If I was Uh, flying, if I hit a little bit of turbulence, I'd pull it. (laughs) They're like, I'm so scared. They're like, hey, man, we can't let you fly much longer to keep pulling that thing. (laughs) This is your 10th time. I think that's an expensive pull. (laughs) So you may want to use it wisely. I get scared. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sarah in Florida is on. Good morning, Sarah. Thank you for calling the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Morning. How are y'all? We are doing awesome. What do you want to say? I love your song with John Party. I just, as I was listening to it, I went on to iTunes and I bought it. That's the first time I've heard it. I love it. Well, thank you. We're, I, we are shocked that it is taking on, like, I think radio stations should play it by the amount of, I don't really ever say that about yeah. our stuff. It's just dopey stuff. But we're getting so many streams and people are calling up. We just wrote that and was like, this would be funny. It's about all the stuff you can't say in a country song so people don't write country songs like this. And then John's like, I'll sing on it. And so we went to the studio one day and sang it, and there it is. But uh, thank you very much for that. We really appreciate that. I wonder what chart it's on in the iTunes chart. Oh, is I don't it know. comedy or country? Because comedy, we can win. I feel like since John's on there, it should be in country. You think so? I can think it be so. on both? Yeah. I don't no. think so. Oh, really? Not in the iTunes. I don't think so. Oh. Uh, go download it. Let's do it. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the show today. I do. I will play you one more thing here. In a new promo for our episode of Running Wild with Bear Grylls, which is Monday night on Nat Geo at 9, 8 central. Please watch. And I'm excited about it because Caitlin's on it with me. It's really her first time ever on TV. And so here is a clip. We have to go down this massive cliff. And it stinks. Not not in my nose, but it just is, <laughs> it's terrible to have to do. Now, here's a clip of that. He accidentally lets go. We fall all the way. You did. In crisis, two people take different roles, and you're freaking out. And luckily for me, I'm also freaking out. I love you. I love you. We're going to get through this. That's a lot of trust. You have to just lean back into the rope. I know. I do not want to do that. Well, hopefully, I will be your rope. Welcome. Okay. I am losing you. We're good. Holy. Welcome to Running Wild, the marriage school. I thought you were going to throw up. There you go. Yeah. I'm going to be nervous. You know how you get nervous again? Just... It makes me nervous to hear that again, just mm-hmm. knowing what I feel. Ugh, it takes you back. It is terrible. It's so scary. Uh, love Bear. Love the show. Hope you guys watch 9, 8 Central on Monday. Bones. Bobby Bones Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Lima, Ohio. A man was wanted for drunk driving, and he didn't show up to court, so police put out his mugshot, said, hey, we're looking for this guy. And he didn't like the picture, so he sent him a selfie and said, yo, that picture's <laughs> terrible, terrible. Use this one. He was caught two days later. Nah. How did he send the selfie? A uh, cell phone. He just texted it over? Yeah. <laughs> so they were able to locate him down in Florida. I mean, I get it. You don't want a bad picture of you out. You wanted no. to make sure he looked good. Yeah. But if you're on the run, handle that later. Use this one. <laughs> All right, thank you. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Okay, you know who Kobe Bryant is? Yeah. Played, played for what team? Lakers. Good. Uh, he died. Yes. How and so that? Michael Jordan is talking about how he can't delete the texts that he got from Kobe. He's like, I just can't do it. And so he's out going, you know, he sent them to me, but 
I'm not going to delete them from my phone because I feel like that's some sort. And we've talked about that before with our parents who have passed away. Yeah. But I have one, and I was just talking about this maybe a couple days ago on my podcast. I just won't delete this Joe Diffie message I got. Really? It, it was a, a direct message on Instagram kind of before we became buds. And he was like, hey, are you at this game? I'll read it to you here. But if I delete all my messages in my, you know, that folder, I feel like I'm going to lose this. And I can take a picture of it, but it just feels... I mean, and Michael Jordan going to take a picture of Kobe's text, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's different, like, having it there. He said, uh, I figured you'd be throwing out the first pitch. We're here behind the dugout. Come over. And that was it. And so that was kind of when we started to become buds. Because mm. his daughter was a massive fan of the show. Then he became a fan of the show. And then we would uh, play the Opry at the same time. Just love Joe Diffie. It was actually... It, for a personal reason, sad when he died. Because yeah. sometimes people die that's famous, and you're like, oh, man, that stinks. We don't have a real connection other than you have consumed their product or watched Kobe play basketball. Mm-hmm. But we're doing a, a podcast next week about best truck songs of all time, and I do have Joe Diffie in mind. What? Never- oh, there it is right there. Oh, pickup man. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Set my truck on fire and roll it down a hill And I still wouldn't trade it for a Diffie I got an eight-foot bed. I won't tell you where it landed. But we are doing best truck songs, and that's that's one of mine. What what would your best truck song be? That ain't my truck. That ain't my truck. Yeah. In her drive. Ooh, yeah, one. Red Akins. Yes. What would you put, Eddie? I mean, does uh, collard greens count? Everything miss- counts because some of mine, I'll tell you, and it won't come out until n- this Friday. Uh, today, I have Parker McCollum on for an hour, which is fantastic. But next Friday, it's me and Travis Denning. And I put Jake Jake Owen eight second ride in there simply because like what watch out for my dip cup yeah, yeah. In, in my truck in the truck so it can Fine be anything okay. oh, yeah so I okay. don't think it's called collard greens it's called uh, good directions yeah yeah but where does he say anything about a truck in that good, oh it, he's sitting on the side of the road in his pickup truck oh okay how's that line go the, oh sell, yeah sing it because <laughs> I, I <laughs> hey mama pickup truck okay yeah maybe. Fly yeah, they pick up okay. yeah. That's a good song, Good Directions. And a fun fact, Luke, Luke Bryan, Bryan wrote, wrote it. it. Uh-huh. Hey, fun fact, Willie Nelson wrote <laughs> Crazy. Crazy, but passing, passing line. <laughs> we try fun to bring fact. that up at least once a week. I know. <laughs> All right, let's do Flashback Friday. Here we go. Flashback Friday. The year was 2004. Amy, where were you in 2004? Oh, man. I was uh, living with my sister. I'd recently graduated college, and... It was a year before I met you. What about you? Uh, in Austin, mm-hmm. I'd been out of college a year and a half or so. I was doing mornings. Probably shouldn't be doing mornings. Oh, I was listening to you mm-hmm. while I was at my sister's house looking for a job. <laughs> yeah. And I was trying to figure out this job. Mm-hmm. I'd been in a little trouble, not with the law, but with, well, mornings kind of. and, and doing radio. <laughs> yeah, I'd done a couple dumb things. Uh, but that's where I was. Eddie, where were you? Uh, Austin. Didn't know who you were as a year before I met you. I was doing news, man. I was carrying that camera on my shoulder, going from news story to news story. So you were a cameraman. Yes, I was. Were you insulted when people called you a cameraman? Nah, that's what I was. And I was a satellite truck operator. So I would drive the big truck, and if we had to go live, I would get that satellite connected, and we'd go live in seconds. Did you have a favorite reporter you liked working with? Um, A couple of them. There were a couple of them that were driven, and I really liked working with them. The other ones, there were some kind of like people that just cared how they looked all the time and not really cared about stories. I was that journalist, man. I was a journalist at heart, and I wanted that good storyteller. Who was one of your favorite reporters, though? Uh, I think one of my favorites probably was um, back then, uh, uh, Jitten Hingarani was really good, and then uh, Todd Boatwright, who was an anchor at the time. I remember Todd Boatwright. Yeah, shout Todd, out. Todd Boatwright. He was cool. All right, this is the number one song on this day in 2004 in country music. Gretchen Wilson, Redneck Woman. Cause I'm a redneck woman. I ain't no high class broad. 
The biggest pop song is from Maroon 5, way before they sold out. This is This Love. This love has taken And the biggest thing in pop culture, Frasier aired its final episode after 11 years on the air. 33.7 million people tuned in for the final episode titled Goodnight Seattle. I never really watched Frasier. Me it, neither. In reruns a little bit, I always felt like it was too highbrow. Like I was watching Home Improvement. But he was like a radio host, right? He had a radio show because he was a therapist. Seattle, so. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah, it, that was about his radio show. Yeah. He was a therapist on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he was the same character Cheers. as on Cheers. Yes. Okay. He moved from Boston over to Seattle. Okay, I never watched it, so I don't know. I've seen it in reruns, but again, I always felt like it was too, you know, high class for me. <laughs> Could like you smart? get into it now? Uh, okay, because sometimes we go back and watch I don't watch really old show things. it, though, now. Okay. Well, you, I'm sure you can it's find not on it the somewhere. Peacock it could be, but it, uh, yeah, no, my answer's no. My okay. answer's no. No. All right, that's what's up. Amy, what's happening this weekend? Um, we've got a wedding tonight, and then uh, my in-laws are coming into town, and I think we have a birthday party, which is a big deal because it's the roller skating rink, and this is like this, uh, you know, COVID times are getting further and further behind us. COVID times are over. The COVID no ta- masks. Yeah, well. No one's required to wear masks. I know. I still I still carry my mask. I'm going to put it on if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you? Uh, we have a, we're trying to figure out where we're going to go on our honeymoon. So we have a meeting about that today. Then I have the Grand Ole Opry tomorrow. You can watch it on Peacock. Speaking of Peacock, uh, Opry tomorrow night. Just go to Peacock. Look for the Circle Network, and we'll be there. I think it starts at 7, 7, or 8, 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. The Opry runs all night, but that show is an hour long. That's all I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right, you guys have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. See you, see you Monday. Bye, yeah, everybody. Yeah, Monday. <laughs>